What is good to find dolls to find dudes? I'm going to make this one, I think, relatively short. I had kind of pre-recorded um, my engagement with that, that uh, YouTube video that was talking about um, how paying the debt off for uh, would, would positively impact um, black women. And how it related to them being a voting demographic. That is a very powerful piece. I might come back later tonight or tomorrow. And, um, yeah, or next week. But, um, and, and play the clip for those of you who, who don't have time, kind of like me, to go look at it and play it so you can listen to it. But, um, I would, as I was reading the comments, um, some of the questions that some of the black men had in the chat was, you know, this doesn't benefit black men. Um, I don't see how this benefits black men, blah, blah, blah. And um, I think what, what's really weighing on my chest is that I want to get this part out. I think that paying off student debt for black women will absolutely positively affect black men in a positive way. Let me tell you why. Because, for one, um, if you're looking at, so the average repayment plan for a black woman is going to be anywhere, it can be anywhere from $150-$200 a month to, mm, it could be more, but let's just say on average between $100-$200 to $200 a month, $300 a month. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if people pay more. You know, but that's just to give you a ballpark figure. And let's look at so this is going to affect people that are in their adulthood. Right. And so pretty sure that all of these black women have a father. Now, whether he was present in their life or not, whether he paid child support or not. Odds are he's going to come back around when he needs that kidney. He's going to be depending on his his children, in particular his daughters, to be able to take him to his doctor's appointments, um, buy his groceries, buy him food, provide for nursing care, and, and even if it means her paying and sending money for him to have nursing facilities or to have somebody come in and, and check on him or have assisted living, right? Um, and there's stats that talk about this. I, I had reviewed a study in depth about maybe... It was definitely this year, but I would say maybe about six months ago. And it shows that um, the modern woman, the modern woman in every culture has to burn the candlestick on two ends. So she is um, taking care of the kids, taking care of the, you know, the f <laughs> who was it that called? Um, oh, I think it was um, Jennifer called. Um, J-Lo's new Ben Affleck, she called him the fourth kid, right? So um, she has to take care of the children. She has to take care of the husband or the fourth kid is how I'll refer to it from here on out. And she also is not only responsible for her parents, but for his parents, right? And um, in many cases, she's also contributing that 50-50, um, and or if she is a single mom that is common in the black community, then she's going to be taking care of her father and her mother. Right. And what's unfortunate too, the whole reason that these um, women had to take out student loans is because 
in the in the white community and this is the thing I grew up around white people so I know how they move and um white people are more I went to a university I, I went to a private university and so um I <laughs> I I have four it's four of us so I did take out student loans um but what my other counterparts would do is their parents would pay towards the um the the tuition okay and um even with the Asians um and I saw this as I was a student there and also as I became an employee there um and I was on the scholarship committee um Asians weren't really getting or applying for scholarships like if they did it was for the grades you know and, and you had those few and far between like I wasn't reading a lot of Ling Ling and Lee Shuang and whatever type of things um you know um as much as I was um a lot of minorities a lot of uh Hispanic a lot of um black and you know and white so just but it wasn't like to say that there's a lot of and what happens with the Asians and the, the professors would talk about this I would talk with other staff about this we would talk with admissions about this right because they run the stats they run the reports with Asians their parents are paying for their tuition either one year out and then one of my friends his parents paid for his full four years and they told him that this is what it is both of his parents are dentists. They have several dental practices, right? We're paying for the four years. So when he sat down with his advisor, he understands that they better come correct, right? Don't put me in fluffy classes. Don't put me in stuff I don't need. I'm not going to take an extra summer class. I'm not going to take an extra class that's going to push me over one more term, two more terms, or, or in, uh, that fifth year. I My parents paid for four years. Give me exactly what, what's in the curriculum for me to graduate exactly in June of whatever four years from now. And that was a, the attitude of a lot of the Asian students that were there, too. It's kind of like we pay for a tuition in full and they will be quick to let you know. Right. Um, what I would see with the like, you know, because I'm going from what they said in the comments. So um, with the Mexican culture, sometimes, you know, they're they're kind of. Um, exploitative especially of their women and their girls and their daughters and so that daughter if she wants to succeed she's gonna have to you know um definitely take care of home and definitely help around the house um I think more so and, and more in a more exploitative manner than than is acceptable it's one thing to help around the house but she has to make sure that she's doing that and if she wants to become a better person if she goes to college no problem but you better make sure that you're cooking and cleaning for the other 11 kids and that you have a job and you're paying to pay the utilities and and for gas and to make sure that the family's taken care of the more evolved um mexican communities but um and and I do say more evolved, and they were few in, in between because growing up here, you're going to have or see Mexicans and that type of thing. My brothers have friends who are in relationships with Mexicans, and what I would see them do is they will push her in the sense of getting her 
um, set up for college or university or her nursing degree or medical. And then um, once she's done, then they will go like from child to child to child. So I have a couple of those scenarios, like examples, but like one, for example, um, the reason he was he married her was because they um, pushed her through to get her degree. And then um, all the family members and he'll tell you this, like they all chipped in to buy, help her buy her first house. And then after she helped like her siblings, her sisters and her brothers, they get that. So they go from child to child to child paying for their stuff. I also talked in a previous podcast right before this one and maybe same thing about um, six months ago. It was a, it was talking about redlining that it's so important to have real estate because that's what you use for your retirement. That's what you use to put your kids through school. And so if um, these are the daughters of black men who aren't really paying child support, aren't helping to pay with the tuition. So she has to take out student loans and it's not like they have a house, you know, that they can pull equity out of to help towards the, 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 towards the tuition. But uh, there was two important demographics that Elizabeth Warren talked about. And that was, um, she said that the two types of black women that are impacted by this are, um, the black woman who decided to go back to school to get a better paying job to take care of her children. So it's a single mom. And the second demographic was anytime it's a black woman who's the first one from her family to graduate from college. And I talked a little bit about how, you know, we are really behind in terms of how evolved we are to, to deal with these types of things. And so then that's how you have that young lady that's a black therapist. I don't ever want to undermine the amount of work and the commitment to herself and her taking out those student loans and having the intellect to complete that degree to get that profession. I think where she's lacking like any and and the rest of us, I think that we are way behind the other cultures is she didn't have someone to mentor her in terms of professionalism because I'm willing to bet her dad wasn't in the home. Her mom was working, um, you know, more nine and five jobs. So doesn't really understand the, the professional setting. And so then that's how you get these types of behaviors. Right. Um, and so then the other component I wanted to talk about, too, was. Um, when I was talking about the Mexican community, I'll never forget. But if you've ever been around Hispanic people, you're going to, this is going to, you have seen this behavior before. But I remember one time I was at a Panera Bread and there was a young lady and older woman talking. And um, I do understand Spanish, so I understood the full conversation. But the older lady was just counseling this woman. She's like, look, I have resources. This is what my son did. And she's like, mija, if you need anything, you get this program. If you need this, I can help you with this. If you need, you know, anything for your tuition, which program are you going into? No, don't go into that one. This one can help you with your degree. I mean, with your with your income. And you can do this and then get this other form of income. And she's like, this is what I did for my son, my daughter and stuff. And, and, and they're not related. And she's like, if you need anything, you know, 
type of a thing. So that's like what the abuelas do. And anytime in the Hispanic community, it's like if one person finds out something good, I have seen this time and time and time and time, time again. A lot of my friends growing up, because of the school I went to, were Hispanic. Not so much white friends, because at least culturally, there's some flavor there is the best way I can explain it. Although my mom, bless her heart, she did uh, raise us to be accepting of all the cultures. Um, but so, so I know like, uh, from hanging around them, like I remember having Argentinian friends, Brazilian friends, Mexican friends, Cuban friends, that type of thing. So that's what they do. And, um, if they like you, like with my parents, then that's how they would get in on stuff and they move as a collective. Right. Um, so if you, it's going to benefit black men in a sense in two ways if you can shave off that financial burden of her having to pay you know $300 the way that women operate that money is going to go into the pockets of the household and so it's either going to go to the children and if she has black sons and her daughters it's going to put mouth food in their table on their table and in their mouths so that's one way it helps black men. But also, you know, a lot of the same black men who didn't see the importance of being there in her life, didn't pay child support, didn't pay tuition, you know, are going to be on the tail end, you know, asking for that liver, asking for that kidney, asking for her to get you your prescription, asking for you to pay for her food, asking her to take time off from her work to go buy you groceries and food and check in on you. And that stuff costs money, you know? So it's like, I don't think it's the best, smartest idea for black men to try to drag down black women on this because it does affect your, you know, how much food she can put on the, the table for your royal sons and daughters since you love them so much, right? If if you're going to relieve her in a way that you can't financially do it, you know, it's almost like tuition took the black man out of the home. But anyways, um, if you can't relieve her or provide a program to where she's not having to depend on Uncle Sam... It's not like we have a coalition of black men saying, um, don't take student loans from the white man. Go ahead and we will provide jobs for you and we will provide certification for you and we will give you loans to become nurses so you can pay that 50-50 mortgage that we be bitching about. Um, and, <laughs> you know, let let us hire you and, and that type of thing and, and offer you lower interest rates on your loans Um and it's not like you're providing a financial relief for her. So $300 that can go back into the household and, and contribute to that 50-50 that you want her to bring to the table, so be it. And one other stupid thing, too, is kind of like, oh, well, how can you be educated and still have the highest debt? Um, just across the board, like I said, a lot of the times in other cultures, um, and 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 in other cultures, they talk about finances. I could tell you when I was um, working as a, a financial insurance person, I had 
um, she had a seven and an eight year old or a seven and nine year old. Both of those kids had in their account a hundred thousand dollars each. Cute little kids. <laughs> they they <laughs> they swore like they they like black people. It's kind of funny, but and I say that so respectfully because the mom she's doing a good job. Like. They're so respectful, and they were such sweet kids. But yeah, a seven-year-old and an eight-year-old, $100,000 in their account. All right? So in those communities, they move different. Like, they talk about finances. They talk about money. When, when, when I, when I uh, used to work with freshmen um, for a little bit, right, you would see the types of families that would come in. And I can tell you that if, you know, for it was it was a private school, but the white kids, mom and dad are there. Mom and dad are there. And dad wants to know exactly how that program is going to work. They want to know the testing results. They want to know who the teachers are. You know, very involved. And those parents are sitting in there with student financial services counselors to figure out, in many cases, writing those checks. You can schedule a 30-minute appointment, get those parents set up to, to on auto pay for those the tuition, um, pay for the dorm. A lot of the times it would be in full and they're done. A lot of the times they already had set up their appointment and already knew how much they had to pay, like I said, and just come in with the check, set up the auto pay and their, you know, type of a thing. Black families, sometimes, you know, the kid is coming on their own or it's a grandma or they're they're, they're on their own or with their mom. I don't think, I mean, I'm pretty sure there were some black dads, but I want to say it was like far and few between. And mom would have to take off from work. And I remember sometimes I would be on the phone and I couldn't tell you over the, the four or five years I was there. It was sad. But I mean, you, you can tell like a person's dialect and, you know, like um, their their accent, you know, like if it's a black person you're talking to. And I, I it, it does make me smile because um, it was nice to be able to connect with them on that way and kind of even let them know like, Oh, it could almost make me cry because I remember one parent in particular, she wanted to be there so bad for her kid. And it was like, I, she was in a different state. And I said, I will look out for your, your, um, I don't remember if it was her son or daughter, but I remember talking to her. I was like, I will look out for them. I promise you, I give you my word. And it was like, all she knew is she was sending her her baby and she had to stay at work and she couldn't make it. She couldn't fly in. And I honestly don't remember if it was a if it was a boy or a girl, but I'm I do remember some aspects of that day because I remember like it's so funny. I remember the feeling of seeing the name and I'm like Okay, you're my baby for the rest of today. Like, not, you know, say baby, it's a whole paying student, whatever. But it's like, I'm going to look out for you. Your mom really want to make sure that you're taken care of. 
And I was just circling around and make sure that they're checked in, checked out, checked in with medical services, checked in, how's everything going, and and send them on their way. You know what I'm saying? So when you talk about, well, how can they be the most um, educated but in debt? We don't even have conversations about financial literacy as a community. Our parents don't know that kind of stuff as a collective. It's been fascinating for my parents to pass on their knowledge to me and embed me into circles that, you know, I took down a podcast yesterday, um, but it just goes to show about what it means to be an accredited investor. In order for you to be considered an accredited investor, you need to have one million dollars in assets not including your primary residence and also you have to make at least if you're a single person two hundred thousand per year of proven income for at least two two to three years and if you're a couple three hundred thousand per household for at least and you have to show proof for three years to become an invested um accredited investor okay and can you believe I'm open to those opportunities right now? I never heard. And it just so happens it is like a older um, black woman, an older black man that are helping us with these types of things. But these are, you know, we're over here talking about weaves and baby mamas and fighting about marriage and sex and pump and dump and, you know, toe tagging people and femicide rates and, um, you know, who's going to take care of these children and police brutality, right? And as much as we need to have those conversations, we're not, you're not, we're not flooding the talks about how to find the best appraisers, right? I can guarantee you in the, in the Mexican or Hispanic community, um, they know which appraisers to go to. I can guarantee you that I'm willing to bet my big toe on that one. <laughs> and my big toe, it won't be going nowhere. Okay. You better believe in the, in the Hispanic community. They know which people to go to for lawyers, which people to go to for medical, which people to go to for um, any types of loans, for cars, for financing. You better trust and believe. But in our community, you've got to just make it out on your own. We're not having conversations about redlining, which banks to to partner with, which ones give you the best loans. Um, We're not talking about, um, you know, which are the best insurance providers, which plans we need to get. Um, There was another thing I wanted to, you know, like even which doctors to go to in in the communities that I'm in right now too, the circles I'm in, it's even down to talking about, you know, these chiropractic adjustments, people that cost like a thousand dollars an hour, you know, 250 an hour. And in those circles, it spreads like wildfire. They talk about these type of things. I've had more conversations about finances and wealth at my spa with white people than I have ever, you know, engaging with black people. So let me try to close out what I'm trying to say. When you when you try to even bash and say, well, how can they have the most loans and still be the most educated? 
we don't have conversations about financial literacy. And, you know, it's not like you're in a, in growing up where your parents are showing you how to do like the cash stuffing envelopes and have savings and which things you should how to set up your Roth IRA and contribute your 3% so your employer matches it. We're not talking about setting up even trust funds, you know? And so I can tell you that it's easy for you to go into med school and go into nursing school and go to law school and get your degrees. But it's like now you have to manage that, that financial component. And then now you're getting, you know, your credit affected and it takes time, you know, it takes time for you to kind of realize and course correct and that type of thing. Right. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm not ever going to bash a any woman for deciding to better herself and to um, pursue something that's going to add to her bottom line. Um, I think. Um, I'm running out of time right now, but, um, uh, I'll probably do a part two or part three where I play the clip and it's some powerful stuff that they said, but here you have, you know, and I did talk about it in the previous book, but I decided to pull it down. I kind of like this message that I'm putting together now because it's more cohesive, but I was talking about how it's fascinating that. Uh, I don't agree with everything or I'm not the biggest fan of Elizabeth Warren. But for them to recognize that it's important for, enough for them to do something. I'm not saying it's the best or or all of that. But for them to recognize they need to do something. And they say this is one of the most vulnerable. Um, The most vulnerable people are black women. that are, And they're the ones who are going to see the greatest relief. That counts for something, you know, and educated black women, you know, um, even when I think about so I am a second generation um, college graduate, both my parents were principals, Um, both of them have degrees, Um, my dad went to a prominent, you know, place for his, um, his stuff, both of them were principals, I think I already mentioned that, but um, and my dad has multiple topics that he specializes in. He's held in very high regard also in his communities. Like we've had students come up and that type of thing. And, you know, they, they let me go through school, um, finish my degree. I'm uh, only me and my baby brother have my brother got his master's. I got my master's, too. And then the one brother went into the Navy and then the other one, he has a GED. So, but when you talk about breaking ground and them not being the most educated, there's the learning curve and the learning lesson that's going to pass on to the next generation. When, When a mother, they say, if you change the life of one woman, it changes the life of the whole community. So when she puts her kids through school, she understands the academic system. She understands the loans. Okay. When I talked to my niece, I understood the education system. Right. And from grade one, started to have conversations with her about how to engage with the teachers, with her classmates, with the content. 
y'all already know I out uh, one time I spent a little bit of time sharing with you. I remember her little um it's like her little it was like fourth or fifth grade project. She had to put together a little shoe box with the echoes uh showing the ecosystem and she had to choose a little animal and I'm thinking she's gonna choose something cute or colorful and she chooses the sand cat and we go and get all the different materials for this little sand cat and we have to paint the sky blue and put it was a desert environment ecosystem and put the cactus and put the clouds and put the different snakes and different animals that are in the desert and helping her prepare and her project was one of the best and they ended up featuring it in the principal's office and um y'all know i'm very proud of her she's in sports she's in doing well in her classes she's supposed to be taking college courses this summer but she couldn't because the rest of the kids in her class um or in her grade she was just like basically one of like maybe three to five people out of the whole school that was ready for the college course at her level so they postponed it right um and this she's going into her sophomore year four point no three point it's like a 3.6 or 3.8 gpa Right. And I remember understanding that for her freshman year, we already went over the classes she needs to take for the next. Well, at that point, it was four years for the next three years in order for her to get into college and um, having that conversation with the counselors. Do you know that even because I was able to put my foot down and say, these are the classes she needs because this is what we see she needs to get into a UCR system. They were just going to put her in a basic class. And because her mom doesn't understand that stuff. And if nobody else had understood that stuff, she would have just gone through and gotten the bare minimum. And then face another upward hurdle, unnecessary hurdle. So now we have her on track. I made it very clear that she wants to go to a UC system and both the principal it's a it's a she this was her first year last year was her first year is a black woman she looks out for my for my niece now and the guidance counselor was so happy and making sure that okay so she wants to go to ucr it's basically like oh all she had to do is say the word well not ucr they have different uc like uc davis uc san diego or any uc in the world right in the United States. <laughs> but. um, Because it's actually UCLA. But anyways. um, But but you have to have those conversations. So maybe we didn't have those conversations when I was in school. But my parents made sure I went to private school. Right. And so. It's not the wisest thing to try to tear down the people that are going to be at the end of the day, it's going to benefit black men, whether it's going to be, you know, your daughter taking care of you, even though you didn't take care of her and taking that $300 payment and putting it back into the house to where she can take off from work to take care of your crusty behind so you don't die alone and get you your medication and drive, you know, you to your doctor's appointments and take time off work to go do that and get you assisted living so somebody can come in and clean up your diapers and whatnot and or to take care of your royal sons and daughters and make sure that they have food on their table and clothes in their back. So 
that's my take on it. And you know what? Let me just be clear too, because I think uh, I I do talk with a little bit of um, sarcasm, dark humor. I do not in any way want to say that, especially for my young black women, you know, um, if your daddy didn't pay his child support, he wasn't around, he didn't encourage you to go to college, he didn't encourage you to get set up so you could pay that 50-50 with your husband and build your family, or to at least be self-sufficient and if you, and and now all of a sudden when they're all up in their old age you know what i'm saying um he's going to come around and ask you for a kidney cuz you're a match he's going to do the whole canon nick canon thing and have all these kids that he don't plan to be in their homes but when he needs certain body parts he's going to harvest them from his own kids i guarantee you but anyways well, he needs that kidney and he starts to get old in age, you know, that's between you and your maker and your type of thing to decide if you are going to turn around and, you know, go get him his prescription and pretty sure he's not going to give you the money to get the prescription filled. And you're going to have to, you know, take care of, you know, deciding where he's going to go for the nursing facility or convalescent home and or you know go buy him his little groceries if i were you the way i would play it you know and again scorpionic i'm not every you know divine feminine that can be run over i'm not to be played with okay i'm not for play play (laughs) but the way i would probably play it is i would ask my you know, biological father. If he wants to have me start coming in, you know, helping him out with the groceries at home and driving him to his doctor's appointments and helping to pay for his prescription, daddy, I call my dad. (laughs) They've been talking a lot about these student loan stuff. What do you think about that? Do you think that Biden should cover those costs or you think, you know, they shouldn't get it? And just listen. And if he's sitting there looking at you like Baba Rashan, talking about they shouldn't be getting, you know, that, that type of relief and this, that, and the third, I will let that be my last conversation with him. Like I said, if if this this man didn't encourage you to go to school and be a support system for you and you had to pull his teeth, I I will share something and try to keep it as far removed as possible. But I know of, you know, the typical scenario, had a baby, you know, high school, the father gets incarcerated the mother had to raise this person all this child all by themselves okay and um and provided very well for the child this person didn't even pay for a pair of pampers okay went on to get married to a a preference and had kids provided them with a roof and shelter Never showed up for school, never showed up for parent conference days, 
never even showed up for games. Waited until the child graduated, okay? And then soon as the child, and, and, it, and it turned into one of those things where now all of a sudden, the grandma is proud. Grandma never been in the picture, never sent Christmas gifts, never sent birthday gifts, didn't give a sh- about the grandchild. And between the grandmother and the aunt, it used to be in the beginning when he was a baby, they were very um, aggressive with the, with the baby's mom about him having to pay child support and calling her all kinds of bees and hoes, getting into an altercation with the sister because you know, he shouldn't have to pay child support and they're just have to scam him. So the, so the person said, you know what? It's okay. So literally she just, she was like, it's cool. Um, went, got a really great paying job, got a nice house, nice car. You know, I wouldn't say the kid wears designer, but very well taken care of, like, and very respectable, um, young man, very respectable young man. Um, that person did a really great job with their son. But I think that, so when it came to graduation, all of a sudden it's like this post t- um, tagging the, the son because, you know, I guess he had a, a social media account at that point. And all of a sudden, grandma's so proud and the auntie's liking the picture and that type of thing. And, and they had to, to check that person and be like, you ain't, you don't even know, you know. All of a sudden, you want to celebrate the accomplishments because he has like awards and stuff. He was getting awards and held in high regard at his by his teachers there. So he is getting yeah, like I already said, awards and stuff. So fine, decide okay, you can go to the graduation, but whatever. Now all of a sudden, the kids getting text messages and how are you doing, son? This, that, and the third. So after about a week of this, all of a sudden, he has more conversations and text messages and talks and everything and sound like he's been to be all chummy chummy with his son in one week than he ever has been in his whole life. Son is 18 years old now. Don't need to pay no more child support. You know, not that he was before. Like, I think the last child support payment he had to do was before he went to, to jail when the baby was, he was still like in diapers. Um, and so hasn't been put on child support. Right. And so the son, without the mom's knowledge, sent the dad a text message saying, so when are you going to pay me my $80,000 in child support? Do you know that he hasn't heard back from his dad since then? You do the math, I think that's like $300 a month. If y'all want to keep playing these games with, you know, the people, it's almost like right up there with buying the hand that feeds you. If y'all think you're going to come into these, you know, platforms and on these MSNBC and try to drag black women for having to take out student loans because you didn't have real estate property that you could take equity out of to pay for your daughter to go through college so she can be self-sufficient and you didn't even pay child support and you weren't even in their life and but you're going to make sure to ruin 
any financial relief that she can do to become financially stable, to at least take care of the kids that she has, and or be able to take care of your retarded ass. I don't know if you think that's that's going to work well for you, then by all means, continue to do that. For the people who are, you know, your age and talking bad about other women, if you chose not to go to college, then, you know, that's on you. Focus on police brutality and and how that's working out for you. And if you don't want us people that are your age and you have, you want to fix your mouth talking about people who got their college degrees, if you didn't make that choice, you know what I'm saying? then don't ruin it for other people. But if you don't want me to be in police brutality um, stuff talking about, well, he shouldn't have ran anyways. He probably shouldn't have pulled out the gun on the officer. He probably shouldn't have had so many felonies and warranties. If you want me to stay in my lane and I won't mess up what you got going on with between you and your relationship with the police. And, you know, if, if you stay in your lane and don't mess up with what I got going on with my student loans, then I'll, I'll stay out of your police brutality cases. Like, I don't know. It's a new day. It's a new age. But play those games if you want to, though. Can guarantee you is is not going to turn out as pretty in your favor. Like, this is not the time for you to be, you know, just trying to destroy. And 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 there was another comment that was in there that said, that, um, they don't have these types of programs for black men. It's not even like it says that the um, loan forgiveness was only for black women. It said that it impacts them the most because more black women fall into that category. So it's not like they're saying black men don't qualify for loan forgiveness. If you went out and you got your degree and you're a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer, then you qualify for it too. So I don't understand what the problem is. And and it's just again retarded to me too because if you want your if you want these women who are gonna be five and ten years younger than you to bring their fifty fifty to the table, don't you think that a woman that has a better chance of getting a better career and profession and a better paying job, don't you think she stands a better chance of bringing her 50% to the table? Or are you telling me that you would prefer that she doesn't have student loans? And she still has to bring her 50-50 working at McDonald's or other jobs that don't pay as well. I don't know. And one more thing. I'm going to tell you one more way this is going to help black men. For those of you who have not paid child support on your current children that are between the ages of zero. Because we apparently are paying retroactively until they're pregnant. And you know from moment that they're I think is at three weeks to 18 if you are not paying child support and not involved in your child's life and your baby mama has to work a second job and or has a college education and or is going to school so that she can put food on the table for your kids I better not see you in the comments talking about this is a dumb decision, this, that, and the third. You better be out there thanking white zaddy that he's relieving her of that two to $300 in student loans so that she can feed your son and your daughters, okay? 